You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. We're coming to you from Hobart today, live all around Australia. And I'm your host, Jason Cook, and we have David Maxwell joining us from Launceston today. Welcome, David. Hi, Jason. Good to hear you today. Yeah, good to have you. And uh, you'll be continuing your series uh, titled Amazing Love. It's been mm. a little while since I've uh, had you uh, to, you know, on the air together because uh, mm. Tabitha has been... Uh, Doing most of the Friday programs, so it's good to good to be speaking to you again, David. Yeah, it's good to have a chat with you. So, uh, David, uh, today um, uh, your title is the love of the spirit, and we'll get into mm. that shortly. We won't uh, go there right now because we've got a couple of other things to talk about first. Mm. But I know uh, you know in the past weeks you've been sharing. Um, well, really, since the beginning of our program, you've been sharing a lot of your stories and uh, experiences. But uh, yes. in particular, you've been t- uh, sharing some things about answers to prayer. Yeah, and, that's uh, what we've doing lately. Yeah, so um, uh, you've got uh, another story to share today. Yeah, I do. I do. Now, this this for me is really exciting because I've always I've looked around and I've seen people suffering. You know, we've got people suffering in our own family, and uh, we're no different from anyone else. Everyone has people suffering in their families, and we read these stories in the Bible of. Jesus healing and healing miraculously and we think why why can't he do that today why doesn't he do that today mm. and so it's always been this passion of mine that that I can pray for people to be healed of whatever ailment that they might have and I pray and nothing happens or I pray and nothing obvious happens that's probably a better way you know, people are healed or people are improved in the future, uh, but I don't see it happening right away as I see the disciples had it happen or the apostles. Mm. And so it, there was uh, there was an exciting experience I had where it, it came closer for me than, than uh, in the past of an instantaneous response. I was praying for someone in the hospital who was uh, quite ill. They had cancers. This was the third, second or third, and I think it was the third or fourth time the cancers had come back. And so she thought, well, this might be it, you know, this might be the end of it. And that very morning I'd had a promise uh, reading about Lazarus and his sisters, and Jesus goes and visits them and says, this sickness is not unto death. And I thought, well, that's an interesting worship this morning. And I went in and I was speaking to her and and I, I shared that verse with her and I said, look, I believe God gave me a verse for you today. And I shared that verse and we prayed for her. And again, it was nothing instantaneous, but she was having some tests that were testing her, the I don't know what they call the good cells in her body. Mm-hmm. I think it's the T cells. Yeah. And the the previous day, she'd been tested, they were extremely low, extremely low, and they said, well, this does, doesn't look good. They mm. need to be higher than that. And we prayed. Anyway, the next, we went away, and the next day she sent me a text saying, your prayers have worked, your prayers have worked. It's nothing to do with my prayers. You know, it was God's God's power, of course. Mm. But, but her T cells had uh, increased ten times. Wow. Overnight, wow. and uh, and and that was very unusual. It was quite unusual for the doctors as well. Mm. And then she just continued improving, 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 and she was out of the hospital in uh, a number of days. Mm. And and it, for me, it was exciting to see that God does hear our prayers and He mm. does answer. Mm. 
That's uh, that's amazing. I've I've been through some experiences myself that uh, uh, so sometimes God doesn't seem to answer immediately, and mm. uh, I'm wondering sometimes if that's a test of our faith <laughs> to to hang in yeah. there. But uh, I think it is. Yeah. Anyway, I'll oh, just to remind our listeners our show number. This is the Tassie Encounters uh, mobile text number zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. You can use that number to share your thoughts with us. You can send us your feedback, your comments, and uh, we're going to ask some questions. And also, there'll be a free book offer that we're going to give away later in the program. So we encourage you to write that down: zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Put that in your phone or on your fridge or wherever you need to put it, and uh, you can take advantage of the offers and uh, also, yeah, share your thoughts with us. Now, uh, David, um, you've been uh, busy, been busy yes. doing uh, some yes. programs up in Launceston. We have. We're doing them both in Launceston and Scottsdale tonight. We'll be at Scottsdale uh, at the Seventh-day Adventist Church there in Arina Street. Uh, so if you want to come along, if you're in that area, please come along. We, we, we st- kick this off with Prophetica, and we're continuing it with a program called Secrets of the Future. So we've entitled this series History of Tomorrow, Secrets of the Future, and this weekend we're looking at uh, the Antichrist, the final superpower, and the mark of the beast. Okay. And that's they're, just, they're just really powerful topics. topics. <laughs> yeah, really powerful topics. So Friday night, 6.30, in um, Scottsdale and 2.30, no, 2 o'clock in the afternoon uh, on Saturday in Launceston, 6.30 Saturday and Sunday, 6.30 Saturday and Sunday. It starts at 6 with a meal. Okay. Uh, so it's half an hour before both of those programs uh, with a meal. So if you're in the area and you like some soup and something to eat, uh, come along, enjoy it, uh, and then sit and listen to these wonderful programs that are really, really powerful. Awesome, awesome. Well, I do encourage you to get along to those if you're in that area in Launceston or Scottsdale. Um, there's some uh, important topics there to uh, understand, and uh, this is obviously... Um, you know, out of the Bible and out of Revelation, and uh, you know, God does actually call us to read those and and, and understand them. So, mm. encourage you to get along. Now, uh, David, last week, um, do you want to just give us a review? I think your title was called Laodicea. Yes, yes, it was an exciting topic because it was it was looking at how uh, God's amazing love is display, displayed through letters He actually sent to churches. There were seven churches that were named, but you know, being seven, being complete number, it was meant to go to it was meant to go to all the churches. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, it was meant to go to all the churches, and so today we're looking at the love of the Spirit, looking at God's amazing love demonstrated to us by the helper that he, he promised uh, through Jesus to send after Jesus left. Okay. And remember that uh, if you've missed any episodes that you want to catch up on, you can do that using the website, faithfm.com.au, or you can get the app uh, for your Apple phone or your Android phone or tablets, uh, the Faith FM Australia app. So we encourage you to do that. So, uh, David, um, I guess it's time to get into our program for today. Uh, Would you like to pray just before we begin? Yeah, that would be great. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that we can open your word today as we open it and we read from it. Lord, speak to each person listening, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
So John, John 15 and a couple of verses in John 16. Could you read those for me? We're going to read them today in the NLT. That's an easy reading version. Yeah. John 15, 26 and 27. And then chapter 16, 13 to 15. Jesus is speaking and he's, he's talking about this helper that's going to come. Could you read those for us, please, Jason? Yeah, sure. So this is the New Living Translation. Uh, John fifteen twenty six and 27 says, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you will also bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. And then in John 16, verse 13 to 15, it says, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take uh, he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Hmm. Mm. It's it's really interesting this section, because. I want to open with an illustration talking about a mum's love. Now, not, I'm not equating the Holy Spirit to a, a woman or a mum, but I want to explain something where it connects the, the way God treats us. So I, I remember my mum would always send me a letter. She wasn't a big one to ring on the phone because she was mindful of the, um, the cost, you know, back when each minute was, was charged. And so when she wanted to talk to me, I worked out that when she wanted to talk to me, she'd send me a letter. And I'd receive a letter in the mail a couple of days after she'd sent it. I'd read it. It would give me all this information about what was happening for her and what she was doing for me. And so I didn't get to speak to her a lot, but I knew she was there. I knew she was praying for me. I knew she was thinking of me. And so I'd ring her and we'd have a short discussion. And it would always be short because she was mindful of the time and she was always keen not to use my money up too much. Mm. So what I saw here was someone who was not visible to me. She was always at a distance, but I knew she was there. She was praying for me. And, and as we look at the Holy Spirit today, not in the sense of a mother, but like a constant companion, we can see that he's always there ready to help, being willing to mould and shape us as we become more of what God wants us to be. There's something really important about that knowing, isn't it, that uh, mm. somebody's thinking of you, somebody's praying for you. That's oh, very uh, important. Yeah, it gives us that sense of hope and peace, I guess, that... Uh, you know, there, there's more to uh, there's more to it than just ourselves. We don't we're not on our own, sort of thing. Yeah, and before we jump into a break, maybe our listeners today you, you'll give them the number after the break. I'm sure, but maybe they can uh, text in uh, their their response or their view of this issue as we unfold it. And that's: Have you ever had prayer answered that you can't attribute to anything other than God answering it? Mm, that's a good question. So text us, 0488-880-891. Have you ever had prayer answered that you can't attribute to anything else other than God answering it? Mm. We're going to go to our first song. It's called We Are Waiting by All Sons and Daughters.
listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And we're speaking with David Maxwell with his series, Amazing Love. And today we're looking at the love of the Spirit. And uh, before the break, we just asked a question, and we really would love you to uh, share your story with us. Uh, just a brief experience. Have you ever had a prayer answered that you can't attribute to anything else other than God answering it? We'd love to uh, hear your experience there. And, uh, you know, we, we might uh, read that experience out to help others also in this area in their life as well. So it's good to share. And uh, you can text that in on 488 uh, now, later in the program, on that number as well, we're going to have a uh, an offer, and the book offer today is called Our Stories, God Stories. We'll give you a bit more information as we go on about that book offer. So, uh, David, God's amazing love through the Holy Spirit, uh, that's what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure you've got lots more to share uh, about this topic yeah, I, I do. I do, Jason, and we'll try and keep it brief so that we can get through it all. Uh, one of the important things that people then ask is, okay, if the Holy Spirit, uh, if God wants to give us this Holy Spirit, ha- how do we receive it? How do we receive this Holy Spirit? Mm. I wanted to just read a verse in James, a couple of verses in James chapter 4. James here, James is the brother or stepbrother. It might have been a brother or like an older one perhaps of Joseph before he married before he married Mary. But nevertheless, he's a brother of a brother of Jesus. And he knew firsthand what Jesus was like. I can imagine his life growing up, watching Jesus. And there was a point in his ministry, in Jesus' ministry, where his brothers didn't, or his family didn't even believe he was the Messiah. But later, I guess, as they watch his miracles, as they see his death, his resurrection, they they come to accept him as the Messiah. And, and it must be an amazing transformation in their life. But here, um, they share some of this faith through the letters that they write. And James is one. In chapter 4 and verse 6, he says, But he, that's God, gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. There's There's this encouragement that both James and Peter, both James and Peter in this section, actually quote, they actually quote from uh, from Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 3 and verse 34, where it talks about God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Mm-hmm. And James goes on, as I've read, to say that we have to submit to God. So part of receiving the Holy Spirit is first recognising that we are sinful. Um, we're no match for the devil. You know, the devil is a mighty, mighty angel. And I think if we saw him in his reality today, I think we would be terrified. Mm. Uh, same as most who saw an angel of God, they were terrified because of the size, the stature, the beauty, the glory. And, uh, and, and Satan was that. He was Lucifer in heaven. We talked about that in the past. And so recognizing first that we're no match for him, However, from the from the the slightest word from God, he has to submit, and so recognizing that we're sinful, he is sinful. That's the first step. 
while we proudly feel self-sufficient, many times we do, there's actually nothing God can do for us. When we rely on ourselves and, you know, I'm okay, I've got all the money I need, and, and then the world falls apart for us, uh, COVID comes or something else comes that, that, that's just terribly distressing, we find we're in this place where we realise we need help outside of ourselves. So when we humbly kneel, we humbly kneel before God and acknowledge our weaknesses, he's standing by to help. So the first step... I believe in receiving the Holy Spirit is recognizing who we are, recognizing our position. Um, yeah, and and yeah, go. I, I I just I'm just thinking that through as you as you're talking about it, and I, and I can just see that um, you know it, it's it goes completely against our human nature to do that. Mm, you know, absolutely. we, we want to be in control. We want to, uh, you know be in charge of our decisions and our success in life and whatever and and to actually be you know be able to hand that control over to god and say hang on uh my life is yours <laughs> that's hard and and so that's it really it. i'm really interested uh, that this is the uh, the first point that you're talking about here is in terms of receiving the holy spirit because yeah. uh, so often we are proud and we you know we don't allow that room i guess yeah, that's right. And and these guys wanted to receive what Jesus was offering to him, mm. uh, offering to them, the, his disciples. But often they weren't getting what they asked. Mm. And so the next step was we look in Luke, Jesus actually telling us what to do. The next step is actually asking. And so many times we forget to ask. Mm. <laughs> we expect the Holy Spirit to come, but... We never ask. Mm. And, and that's what was happening here in, in Luke chapter 11. I'm just going to read a couple of verses from verse 9. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given. Jesus was truthful. So if he said to do something and it happened, you do it and it happens. Seek and you will find knock, and it will be open to you. Now, that word knock in the Greek actually means to smite, strike. Um, there's, there's an urgency. There's an urgency to that, that knocking. It's mm. not just tap, tap, tap. You know, it's a pounding almost. Um, there's a determination to receive. That's what it's talking about. And it will be opened to you. So you have to be genuinely wanting it, not just, oh, Lord, give me the spirit today. No, you have to really, really desire it. So it takes that submission first. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. He who knocks, it will be open. And then he goes on and makes this parallel to what we're like as parents. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will you give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will you give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will you give him a, a scorpion? If you then, the obvious answer is no, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So we have to ask. We have mm. to ask. We've got to come humbly, you know, um, because God is more willing to give the Holy Spirit than we are willing to ask. It's interesting when, uh, you know, if you read just part of that passage, uh, you, you can think that, you know, what we have to do to get what we want is just keep asking and keep knocking. But mm. the, it's the last verse, isn't it, that talks about the Holy Spirit. The, the, this this passage, I think, starts before you read with uh, mm. Jesus teaching his disciples how to pray, if, yeah, if, if I remember right. correctly. And, 
yeah, and and it, it ends with the Holy Spirit. So it's it's obviously so important that um, we keep asking and we keep connected. Uh, with being the Holy persistent, mm. being persistent. You know, verse eight talks about being persistent, mm. and and it's very important. But you know, sometimes you now we have to also be aware that there's a connection here with the parental model. You know, as a wise father, sometimes my children might, my child might ask for something, and I won't give it because I know it's not good for them. Mm. And so the same is true for God. Sometimes we ask, and He doesn't. He, you know, He withholds it from Him mm. because He knows that if He gives this, I'll misuse it, or it's not good for me. So, you know, when I'm asking, submitting first. That's why the submitting is so important. Submit to God's will. Then I ask for the Holy Spirit. Then He's more likely to give it to me. Or he's promised He'll mm. give it to me. And then the next the next step is a very important one, and that's staying connected. Um, I'm running out of time for this section, ja- Jason, but never mind. <laughs> Let, let's keep going. It's good. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 1, and I won't read the other verses as well in verse 5 to 9. Please read Romans chapter 8. It talks about life, the Christian life, not being a stagnant one. It's a walk. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's progressive. Yeah. There's two seas in the Middle East. Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea, and both have the same level of salinity running into them, the same river. The same river runs into them, the Jordan River. They're both created. But, however, the Dead Sea is around 10 times saltier, and it's too salty in many places to to sustain any life at all, or the same life, certainly, as the, the Sea of Galilee. Anything that goes in ends up dying because there's no outflow. Even if you go and you swim there, they say, don't put your head under the water, you'll get very sick. Mm. And when we went there, there was a guy, you know, brave guys, are, and they st- he stuck his head under the water. He went, came out running down the beach trying to find water to wash his face mm. because it was so, so, so abrasive and so stinging. And it's because there's no outflow. So, you know, in the Christian walk, the Christian life, that can be the same for us. We can become stagnant, and it's not the way God meant it to be. It's why it's called a walk. It's active. It's moving. And in Romans 8, there's this formula for a healthy Christian walk, and it's this, if we live, first, I'm, I have to read these, uh, for, for if we live according to the flesh, we set our minds on the things of the flesh, so the human humanity and human things. But those who live according to the Spirit, set their minds on the things of the Spirit. And that's a formula. That's a formula for a good Christian walk where the Holy Spirit is in, is coming in, is, is doing something in our lives. We're submitting to God, and then we're allowing Him to come and change us. So we need to be connected to that Spirit daily if we want life. Mm. But it also has got to be evident in our actions. We'll talk about that after the break. Okay, let's uh, let's go to the break. Uh, this is a, a, a beautiful song. It's uh, sort of like a modern hymn. It's called "Yet Not I, But Through Christ in Me." And this is uh, not just Christ; uh, the Holy Spirit is what we're talking about today. So uh, this equally relates to that. What gift of grace is Jesus, my redeemer? There is no.
Welcome back. You're listening to Sassy Encounters, and today we're speaking with David Maxwell on the topic of the Holy Spirit. And uh, David, before the break, you know, we talked about the Holy Spirit as being like a helper, mm. and uh, and we looked at how we can receive Him. We specifically looked at that Luke chapter 11, where it talks about how we can ask. For the Holy Spirit, but first we must submit and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, not not be proud and uh, I guess arrogant and self self oriented. We need to submit to God's will. Mm-hmm. So, so this Holy Spirit, I want to know a little bit more about it. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just wondering if is this like a force that anyone can tap into? And, and that's how he's been represented uh, many times. But if he was just a force that anyone could use, then he wouldn't be another helper like who Jesus was. And Jesus wasn't just a force. He was a physical presence. Mm. He had a character, a, a personality, persona, if you like. And the Holy Spirit is also given to those who accept, submit, you know, live connected with God. So there's many many ways that the holy spirit helps us and and in the ways that the holy spirit helps us actually shows us that he's not a force um this is in john 16 i want to go to that section and i want to read some of that again some of the actions that the holy spirit will do because these actions are not actions that uh, just a force could do, like the wind, you know, couldn't do these actions. So uh, 16, 13 to 15, so we have... David, just before you read that now, before yeah. we uh, we said we were reading out of the New Living Translation, but we actually read no, out of the didn't. New King James. <laughs> so are you reading out of the New King James or New Living now? 
Yeah, the New King James. Okay, no worries. <laughs> Sorry about that, uh, our listeners. Uh, if they've got, it might the be confusing living, our listeners. <laughs> yeah, if they've got the New Living Translation, read it in there. It flows a lot easier, and yeah. I copied and pasted the wrong one in our notes, so that's okay. Um, here in verse thirteen to sixteen, you have him. Uh, convicting of sin. Well, that's a little bit earlier in verse 8, but he convicts. Firstly, firstly, I want to identify that Jesus says he will come. Mm-hmm. Now, that's that's very important that, you know, the spirit is a spirit of truth, and Jesus has the spirit of truth as well. And so when they say something, it's going to happen. So he says he's going to come. He convicts of sin. So he actually makes us realize what we're doing, uh, and the things that are sinful or against what God's wanting for us. He makes us aware of the judgment that's coming. He's making us aware that our actions are going to be called to account one day. And it's not just, well, no one saw me do that. doesn't matter. God sees everything. He guides us into truth. Now, I've been out on a windy day and the the wind doesn't tell me anything, Jason. It doesn't guide me to the right place to go. Or you know, the only thing it'll make me do is find shelter. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't teach me anything. Mm. Um, and and the Holy Spirit also speaks what he hears from God. He glorifies Jesus, so he lifts Jesus up, doesn't tear him down, mm. and he takes God's truths and he tells them to us. Uh, so these are things only a a being with a persona could actually do, and that's what the Holy Spirit is. There's also, in in chapter 12 of Romans, there's this transformation that the Holy Spirit does. And and I love these verses in, uh, in, in Romans chapter 12 because it says that he's going to transform my mind. Do not be transform, conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. Mm. Because as our mind's renewed, then we can know what... God's will is, and then we can actually do it. Uh, one, this this reminds me of a, a time when I worked for a company that had a a manager. You'd have a manager and a manager once removed. So the manager's manager, if you like. So the manager, your direct manager, was guiding you in your work for each day, and uh, and your improvement for your work. Whereas your manager once removed, the manager's manager. His job was to guide your career. And I I had a meeting with my manager once removed once. And we were talking about career options and things like that. And and I asked him because I had uh, I had ideas where I wanted to go as a as a worker and I said, well, "Can you recommend any management books to read?" And he said he stopped, he paused for a moment and he says, "No, no, I can't think of any." Oh, there is actually one I think you could read. It's called The Man Who Thought His Wife Was a Hat. And I thought, oh, that's an interesting sounding <laughs> book. That doesn't sound very management-y. Yeah. So, so I got the book and I read it, and it was nothing to do with management. It was a, a book written by a um, neurosurgeon who was fascinated with how our minds work, and he had done a whole bunch of research and come to the conclusion that you can't change your mind. You're hardwired to think a certain way. And this taught me more about my manager once removed than it did about 
being being a better person, being a manager. He was saying that when you're a worker, you're a worker, and that's all you are, David. You can never be a manager mm. uh, because you're not wired that way. And I have watched as God has changed me over my life, and I've seen that he was wrong. And God is able to change anyone. Nothing's impossible for God. Mm. And then lastly, you have this evidence that it, that it talks about in Galatians chapter 5. When the Holy Spirit comes into your life, there's this evidence that shows up. This is in Galatians chapter 5. Read that section from 16 to 20, uh, 26 sometime. We haven't got time to look at it all, but there's these, these behaviours that come out when you're connected with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit was true. Mm. Um, the Holy Spirit is from God. The, the Holy Spirit is God. He's got to have the characters of God, the characteristics of God. So when he comes in and you know lives in your life and starts changing you, you are going to have those evidence as well. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And the opposites of those behaviours are what we see when we're not connected with him, when we're not submitting. And that's a big list. Um, the big list there, it's talking about um, sexual immorality, impurity, um, outbursts of anger, jealousy, selfish ambition. There's just a whole bunch of things, you know, drunkenness, envy, wild parties, and it goes on and on and on. Mm. So when we see those things in our lives, we realise, hey, I'm not connected to God the way he wants me to be connected. And so I'm convicted of the sin. Holy Spirit does that. And then I submit to God. And I ask, and he gives me the Holy Spirit and keeps changing my life. It's, uh, it's really th- th- those lists of things, both the, uh, the, the good and the bad, <laughs> mm. um, they're a good uh, benchmark, aren't they, that we can test ourselves against sometimes where you know, we, we struggle. I know that at times uh, if, I've, if I'm uh, struggling with certain emotions or what have you, that um, I know it's time that I need to take some time out. I need to refocus. I need to get back into my Bible study, and I need to uh, spend some time in meditation and prayer um, mm. to to regain those fruits of the Spirit that um, yeah. that it talks about there—the love, joy, peace, and uh, kindness. Makes a real, you make a really good point, Jason, because you said ourselves. Mm. You know, the Holy Spirit convicts me of my sin. He doesn't mm. convict me of your sin. No, no. And we've is, got to be really careful that we don't do that. This is this is uh, our own checkpoint, not not Correct. not a not something to judge other people by, man. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Now, uh, our book offer for today zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one is the number. Write that down if you haven't already. Uh, it's called Our Stories, God's Stories by Stephen Pease and Eileen Felberg. It's a small book that shares personal encounters with the God of heaven. As you read these amazing stories, you'll be drawn into the lives of our First Nations people and see how their faith in God shines brightly amid many hardships. Our Stories, God's Stories is filled with stories of hardship, loss, outback life, isolation, and ultimately being transformed through Jesus' love. Mm. So that's a, a great little book, uh, something to be inspired by, and uh, we'll give you the code immediately after the break. And uh, we're going to go to this song now, A New Creation by Carly Fletcher.
Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we're talking with David Maxwell this morning. We've spent quite some time delving into the topic of the Holy Spirit. And uh, David, I know we've got just a few minutes left, and mm. uh, and I'm sure there's some, just some things you'd like to share. But before we do, we've got to give that code to our book, 
today. Mm. We promised it before the break, and so I better not forget about it. So <laughs> the code for today is the word AMAZING, A-M-A-Z-I-N-G, with the number 15, no spaces. Text that to 0488-880-891, and uh, that's to get that inspiring little book, Our Stories, God's Stories. And uh we really think uh, you would benefit from reading that. Um, and uh, it, it's great to read and hear other people's stories mm-hmm. that uh, have helped them through difficult times as well. So, mm. Okay, David, uh, we've just got a little bit left. Mm. Yeah, it's important that we take a look uh, just before we finish at the final important works that the Holy Spirit performs before Jesus comes. And, and it's it's quite a significant thing uh, that that shows God's amazing love that he has these things to complete in us. Um, in, in James, also just a bit further on, the next chapter from what we read before about submitting um, and and uh, resisting the devil, drawing near to God, he talks about he talks about this thing called the former and latter rains. Let me read. He says, "Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until he re- it receives the early and latter rain. So the the uh, the precious fruit needs the early and the latter rain. The harvest needs it. You also be patient." Establish your heart for the coming of the Lord is at hand. When we were in Wangaratta, I learned more about uh, cropping, I guess, uh, uh, agriculture than probably any other place where I've lived. Mm. We would drive past, going between Wangaratta and Benella, we would drive past the canola crops as they were growing. And as they were growing, just um, they've been ploughed and nothing's growing out of the ground, you would have this early rain, you would have the seasonal rain that falls and allows the the seed to crack open and germinate and actually start coming up. Then you see it growing all through the season and at the end of the season, it's very, very important that they receive this final rain. The final rains actually... um, um, prepares the crop it makes the the seed open up inside the the heads uh, and it allows it to be ready for harvest if they don't get those latter rains those final rains just before harvest it it won't ripen and if it doesn't ripen one year they just ploughed it back into the ground or they made hay, hay out of it so it's very very important that you have both the early rain and the latter rain the early germinates and the late rain ripens in the bible we see this same principle spiritually and in acts chapter 2 1 to 4 we see the holy spirit the holy spirit was poured out fully on the early church we won't read it this morning we're running out of time so um when it was poured out, this was what God promised. Jesus promised, go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise, wait for that helper. They didn't know what really they were waiting for, except someone was going to turn up to help them. And the Holy Spirit comes in this powerful fashion, and he, he gives them these gifts that gives them the power that Jesus used to help others, to heal, to um, to speak to people who they didn't know the language uh, and lots of other things that the Holy Spirit does. So he comes, he comes. And in Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8 and verse 23, it explains something about the Holy Spirit. I need to read that one for you. So in Romans chapter 8 and verse 23, it talks about the Holy Spirit and it says, and we know 
verse 23. Let me get the right verse. Not only that, but we also who had the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting, uh, eagerly waiting for the adoption and redemption of the body. And we are looking forward, looking forward to this time when Jesus is coming. God gives us a little bit of the Spirit, like a down payment the Bible talks about, a deposit of the Holy Spirit. And it's eagerly waiting, we're eagerly waiting for this final ripening special gift like they had right at the beginning of the church. You know, sometimes, Jason, I think that we might have (laughs) perhaps a harder job ahead of us than the early disciples had Um, because, you know, the world is just... Going to hell in a handbasket, as some people have said. <laughs> you know, it's really falling apart. But here, here, the Bible says that God is working together. Um, it's that one of the greatest verses in the Bible here um, that I see in twenty six and twenty seven of chapter eight. That the whole of the things that the Holy Spirit does. I want to read these two verses because these show me how God the Father. God the Son and God the Holy Spirit work together for us. This is God's amazing love. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we ought to pray as we ought. But the Holy Spirit, the the Spirit himself, makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he, this is God, who searches the hearts. So Jesus is the one here speaking about. Jesus is the one who searches our hearts, Um, knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Here we have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all working together for our good. And and this is powerful, really, Mm. really powerful. Mm. So I haven't got time to go into all the rest that I had today. Um, There's just so much that shows us God's Holy Spirit and God's love, God's great love for us. Um, Jesus pleads for our forgiveness, to summarise, and the Holy Spirit intercedes for us because he knows what we're like. And this shows God's great love for us in that the whole Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, are working together for us. Jesus is actually our judge. I haven't got time to read that verse, but Jesus is our judge. And the Holy Spirit is interceding for us with prayers that, and groans that we can't imagine. Mm. This this is God's amazing love demonstrated for us, that he's done everything possible other than forcibly save us, which he won't do <laughs> because he maintains our free will. And all that's left is for us to choose, submit, as we said before, and then the opportunity is waiting for us with all the power of heaven. So we just need to reach out today to get connected. Mm. And ultimately it comes down to... Uh asking as well doesn't it like in that passage that Mm. uh, we need to submit we need to ask Mm. and it is a choice that we have to make each day and be persistent yeah and be persistent as that Mm. uh, story Mm. in luke talks about now just remember our book offer for today amazing 15 is the code word send that in to get the book our stories god's stories david what have you got for us next week Oh, next week is a good one. Next week we're, we're going to talk more about God's amazing love demonstrated to the way he fills his promises, he fulfills his promises. He said he's going to put an end to sin and suffering and he's going to do that. We're going to look at that and that title is 
the end of rebellion. You don't want to miss that one because it really sums up God's amazing love. Awesome. And, of course, we've got Monday is our next program with David Leo. And uh, his topic on Monday is the transfiguration from Mark chapter 9. So you'll be, uh, I think, joining Tabitha on Monday with David Leo. We've uh, got to go out now. Uh, It's been a great topic. Thank you, David, for sharing. Mm. Thanks, Jason. This is Ellie Holcomb with We've Got This Hope. Oh, 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 we've got this oh, oh, oh.